it's time for musical theater the good the bad and the ugly hi guys and welcome to this week's episode where we will be talking about the 2022 tony awards yes they did happen over a week ago at this point but my life got busy so you're gonna get what you get and you don't get upset <laughs> i am taylor i'm yeah i'm amanda hi amanda Hello. so to start out <laughs> the way we watched the tonys is it was the three of us and our friend nick who may or may not be joining us later and we played one of those games where we all guessed who was going to win what Tony, like for every single category. So kind of like fantasy football. Yes. And I now have the results of who won what. Okay, who won? Who won? In who won? last place, we had Amanda with seven points. Eh, that's okay. In second to last, we had Jen with 12 points. Well, <laughs> not that much better. In second place, I had 14. And in first place was Nick with 15. So he only beat me by one. And this is out of 26 categories. So overall, none of us did that good. Boo, I'm salty. <laughs> okay, for the record, I want to point out, I did vote based on bias on my end. <laughs> well, that can't make a difference, but that just shows nothing that you wanted to win one either, sadly. Yes, I'm bitter. Six. Six. So the way I'm thinking we can set up this podcast today is we can talk about each performance that happened. And from that, we can talk about how the show won or what we think about what they won and didn't win after we talk about their performance. And I will save the performance of the show that won till the very end. So we don't have to talk about who won until the very, very end. And then just to start off before we get into the performances, because no one really talks about the plays. I guess we could say, how do we feel about the plays? Jen, they did have skin of our teeth this time around, and you were once in it. Ayo, Mammoth, Fortune Teller, and Fred Bailey, otherwise known as Bailey in the program. <laughs> oh. They won for best costumes mm-hmm. and something else. I don't remember. That I believe. Could be completely wrong. I think it was set. Yes. Something like that. But they won for best costumes, which when I picked them to win best costumes, I was thinking about Jen's mammoth costume. <laughs> but then if no one noticed, and this, I wonder how you feel about this now, Jen. The mammoth is no longer a costume. The mammoth and the dinosaur are ginormous puppets. The mammoth. <laughs> Honestly, though, with the budget they had, I, I kind of understand it. Hey. Like, I completely get it. Um, the mammoth costume that I wore was something else. I was so, like, active in the show, and it kept going down to, like, right here. Did you see the freaking dinosaur uh, thing? What is it called? Puppet? That thing is ginormous. Huge. Jalen was saying that uh, our friend was upset that they couldn't play the mammoth uh, ass, but now, because it's a huge puppet, the dinosaur and the mammoth probably have people playing their ass. <laughs> yeah. Because I think they're both two people puppets. And then some weird baseball play with Jesse Tyler Ferguson. His speech, he was crying pretty much. I, oh my God. Yeah, no, that was, I love it when they cry. It, uh, sorry, that sounded weird. It sounds um, wrong, but like happy tears. It, it was no, no, I get, I get very touched when they cry because it means like, you know, oh my God, this means so much to them. Exactly. You know? No, and I loved his speech. His speech was. I finally won a Tony. I remember when I was working at the store selling. That was right down the street from the theater that yeah. I was performing at now. Yeah. Performing. He was selling uh, t-shirts and stuff. That one hit me. And he would see the actors walk by and he wanted to be one of them. <laughs> so on to the performances. And then from the performances, we can talk about the shows and the categories they won and so on and so forth. You guys know which one was my favorite. Yes. Did anyone besides me actually see the first hour with Darren, Chris, and Julian? I, I saw it. How did we like their opening performance? I loved it. I thought it was so, it was so well done. I know, uh, really. <laughs> and I love Darren, Chris. Don't we all? And Julian Huff is so talented, too. Oh, yeah. I know, really. 
I want her to be like she's making her Broadway debut in a play, yeah. which like nothing against plays, but like she's a professional dancer, so like I'd love to see her in some form of a musical. Wasn't she? Wasn't she in Burn the Floor at one point? I think it was. Um, it must have been off Broadway because it's her Broadway it debut right now. Because it's yeah. her Broadway debut. It, yeah. it might have been in like Washington D.C. or like Denver or something. Like I don't that. know, but okay. yeah, because I know a lot of the. Um, Dancing with the Stars people did that. Yeah. And she was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, Julian needs to just be in a musical with Darren Chris and like her brother, Derek, and that'd be amazing. I mean, Derek was supposed to be in Singing in the Rain. Yeah, he was. I don't know how to describe it. It was some about being back on Broadway and everything opening up and the dancing was just Darren Chris always Amazing and all over the place. Yes. Yeah. Now I need him to play adult Harry in in uh Cursed Child. Full circle. Yes, please. Full yes, circle. Please. Full circle. Yes. Now, from the opening, we had all the like awards uh, from the people behind the scenes and stuff, and then we went to the opening number for the entire Tonys. Now, I was watching this at home, and I was texting my mom back and forth, and the first thing my mom said is, "This is good, but I don't think she can sing very well." <gasps> Ariana DeBose did that live. Exactly. She did it live. Like, I I looked at my parents. I was like, this is so impressive that, like, she's doing dances from, like, specific musicals and singing it to the tune of, like, other musicals. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she was doing the dance from Wicked and singing it, like, the song to the tune of Chicago or something like that. And I was like, I was like, it, it must be great to be this talented where you, like, know the dance. And, like sing it to the tune of a different musical like it's crazy exactly and part of that was her some of it was her like more rap singing and like yeah, that's yeah. not that's different like yeah you can't exactly judge that the same way you judge normal singing yeah and no but. one's gonna judge my bullet no i will always know i know that she's done other things since then but she will always be the bullet in my heart oh yeah completely oh definitely i recently explained the significance of the bullet to my mom and then she paused and she goes huh that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I had to have that explained to me in a documentary. <laughs> I had it explained to me through a Facebook post hmm. that someone did on a Broadway thing. Oh, so, mine was like on like a YouTube person explaining stuff. There was like a thing on Facebook that I saw explaining oh, it. It was so cool that she actually is the one who's like, mm-hmm. sorry for people who are not going to see this. I'm holding my finger like how she does in the show. Yeah. And it like tracks exactly. the bullet. Yeah. <laughs> and she's also Anita. Mm-hmm. True. See, that's what I remember her from. That's what she stands out for for me. So she did that. That was amazing. There were a bunch of dancers in the background. And mm-hmm. then I'm not sure if I'm even going to be going in order with the performances, but the next thing on my list is the music man. I don't oh. know how I felt about that. Listen, listen. Sutton Foster, say what you will about music man yes sutton foster is very very talented she's a triple threat and she has an incredible incredible voice i thought it was really stupid to have her not sing and i just, know yes like like exactly I, looked, I looked at my parents because they were raving about it they were like oh come on jen it was great and i was like listen sutton foster is a great dancer i am not denying that she and Hugh are not great dancers because they're both triple threats. Yeah. I was like, it's so weird because she literally played Reno Sweeney and Princess Fiona and Joe on Broadway. Amongst so true. Many other roles. And I was like, and for the role that she's nominated for, she's not even singing really that much. And I get the music man is the music man. Like what happened was the point of it. But for some reason, that performance just weirded me out a little bit. I don't know why. And something yeah. really made me mad that came out after. Yeah. When it was revealed that Hugh Jackman ended up having COVID the ne- next day. Oh, my. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Holy. F- and that yeah. made me so mad. Yeah. He, um, oh, goodness. Yeah. He, um, he must have had symptoms the next day. But, like. My thing is, like, I'm not feeling great right now. I don't know if you guys can tell from my voice. But, like, I have taken a COVID test two days ago, and it was negative. Exactly. So, like, I'm good. 
I get he's like a big star, but they make understudies for a reason. But like his standby is literally supposed to be doing performances till at least tomorrow. But like yeah. that's if Hugh tests negative too. So like he literally put Sutton in danger. Thankfully Sutton has no, tested negative. Like but, he put everyone in that room in and, danger. Well true. Literally put every everybody, like who he was sitting next to, who he performed with, like the ensemble and Sutton probably had all the kids and right were in the ensemble and and I'm sorry I brought that up, but the fact no, that no, that it definitely overshadowed that, that in my brain. Exactly. Can we talk about six for a second? Yes. Go ahead. Bring it up. Bring up this the understudy thing you're talking about, right? The understudy thing I'm talking about. Yeah, the, you can talk about that one thing, and we'll go back to six later. Who played Jane Seymour tested positive yep. for COVID the day before, and the yes. dance yep. captain and a swing or a standby. I'm not exactly She's sure. She's a swing. swing. A swing. Thank you. Um, went on during the Tony Awards. That was and she only had what? She only had 42 hours to learn the role. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Literally. I think she normally goes on for Howard, I believe. I'm not exactly Something like that. And then the Tony performances are always a little bit different to make them stand out and stuff, so. But like. You had to learn the Tony yeah, version. That's, that's what I wanted to say for that one. <laughs> and I love that Ariana Du Bois, she did point that out. Yeah, exactly. There was like, so much swing, standby, understudy love. Last I know. Week. I know. I loved it. Because they are the backbones of a show. You can't have the show without them. You know? Them and the ensemble are literally the backbones of every single show. Like, imagine Hamilton with no ensemble. Like, <laughs> like Yeah, no, that, that would not be good. That's one empty show. <laughs> really? Exactly. And next is the MJ the Musical. Which performance... Was literally just a Michael Jackson music video. I loved it. Parody. So talented. I have feelings. Yes, what are your feelings? I loved it, but I'm sorry. This is kind of controversial. I'm sorry, Jen. But, and yes, they do deserve the Tony win that they got. They do deserve all their Tony wins. Obviously, yes. But mm, I feel like it was a little weak because it is just... And I'm sorry, but I feel this way about most jukebox musicals. Yeah. Even though I love them. No, I get what you're saying. It a little more weaker than the other shows. Because, yeah, like they, obviously, they won for choreography, and that was 100%. 100% deserved. Deserved. Anyone who can do that moonwalk. Exactly. But as I said, it literally, it didn't feel like anything I had to go and show a bunch of people. Like, I showed... Jalen, you've heard about Jalen on this podcast before. Uh, <laughs> a lot of them later on, but I'm like, you don't need to see Michael Jackson in the musical. It's just a and the actor who I forget his name. Miles Frost. Yeah, um, he completely deserves that win because yeah, no, he portraying because betraying someone like Michael Jackson does take talent. And he did not even originally audition to be in the show. Just oh so wow! What happened? Um, the person who was originally supposed to be Michael Jackson in yeah. the musical um, had to bow out and they held auditions and none of them were working out. So they found him on YouTube singing Billie Jean at a hey. talent show. Oh, really? wow. Well, then mm-hmm. he went from a YouTuber to winning a Tony for Ross actor in a musical. Yeah, he deserves that. See, Jukebox musicals, you can say stuff yeah. about the overall production, I'm, but having to impersonate like, real people is sometimes, I think, almost harder than I, normal acting. So I'm wearing an Ain't Too Proud shirt, which I guess can be considered a jukebox musical, mm-hmm. but like, I, it's also a bio musical as yeah. well. So yeah, the bio I, I ones wish, are what throw me off. I do wish, because I think MJ is the same thing where it's like a jukebox it is a, it is, bio. It's a, yeah. Like, I wish they could have added, like, dialogue to, like, go into the performance mm-hmm. or, like... Or just, like, mix it up a little bit, like... I don't know. I haven't seen the original, like, music video for that in forever, so I don't... Yeah. They did mix it up, but it just kind of felt like I was watching a redo of the music video. Did you guys also... And I thought it was really nice that they let MJ's kids introduce... Yes. <laughs> Prince and Paris... My yeah, mom really, yes. goes, oh, those are his kids. And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. You're right. Those are his kids. <laughs> I love that. Mm-hmm. 
which was kind of nice. And I think it might be sweet for them to see that their dad is finally getting a story about him, you know? Yeah, Even a good representation. Of him. Now, what's next? Now, the next thing on the list, I'm not sure if this was in the right order, is the girl from the North Country. I really, I don't know. I had mixed feelings on this. I liked the second performer better. Not the first one. I liked the second performer better. I like the second performer better, too. <laughs> I have nothing against the first performer. I think she was really, really good. But the second performer, like, really made me feel something. Yeah. Like, I listened to her voice, like, the first performer's voice, and I was like, oh, it's pretty. But then yeah. the second one was like, whoa, like, I'm emotional now. Like, True. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think the second performer was actually up for Best Supporting Actress as well. She was. Yeah. And I will say, though, that... um with Bob Dylan music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did do a good job. Yes. True. Yes. And the first performer, I forget her name. I'm so sorry, but she did perform it well. It's meant to be done in a way that it's meant to be like, you're in a country hall, you know, mm-hmm. she believably performed it as I'm singing in a country hall at a country dance. Yeah. Like, you know, it was believable enough. So true. I liked it, but compared to everything else, it did kind of, fade into the background because even like I liked it better than the music man performance yes but even that was weird enough where it stood out more than this in my head this might have been the weakest performance for me um I feel like MJ at least had the smooth dance moves to kind of make it stand out it um nothing against this one I just and I want to point out this is one of the only ones that's actually slated to close yeah oh yeah true and they didn't win anything, did anything. they? No. Not to my knowledge. No offense to them, but that shows, I guess. They did not. The um Nope. No. Oh Paris- no, they won best orchestration. That's true. You mean Bob Dylan did. Sorry. That was that was very shady. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well yeah, they won best orchestration. And then what was the next? Are we going are we going for the one that I I absolutely loved and it was like a sleeper hit for me? And then we have uh from there, Mr. Saturday Night. Yep, that's a sleeper hit for me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was loved it. I was absolutely obsessed. It was so good. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm Alexander Rabinovitz. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. Like, I think I played that clip alone, like, an entire performance. Like, I think, it, like, over the course of, like, since then, like, of course, like, maybe, like, 20 times. <laughs> it's the funniest thing ever. Billy Crystal is just a national treasure. Like, I just love him. I think he's so great. I like the part where he's like, Aretha Franklin, wherever you are, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he got so involved with the audience. and <laughs> The part with Sam Jackson. Oh, my God. He's like, we're going <laughs> to scat in Yiddish. Anyone here like jazz scat? Well, that's not what we're going to do. We're going to be doing Yiddish scat. Yiddish. <laughs> and now the whole audience has to do Yiddish scat with me. And then the part where he's like, I'm going to part you guys like the Red Sea. Now everyone say, say oi, oi, say vey, vey. Hey, oi, vey, oi, vey. And then the part where he said, if you loved it, my name is Bobby something. No, Buddy something. And then if you didn't, I'm Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Jackman immediately started laughing hysterically too. It was so. As you can fun. tell Hugh Jackman's a good sport. As much oh as God. we just criticized him, he's a good sport. Hugh Jackman, honestly, I've heard is one of the biggest sweethearts. And the thing is, if it wasn't for the fact that the that it was music fan, like the thing is, Hugh Jackman's such a good performer. Yes. But the thing about Mr. Saturday Night is, I kind of want to watch it. And one thing I did not know that my mm-hmm. dad told me. Is that Mr. Saturday Night is actually based on a movie. Huh. Yeah, I knew it was based on something, but I wasn't sure what. My dad is the one who knew about it. My dad's a giant um, Billy Crystal fan. Ah. So he knew. (laughs) He was like, I knew I knew what that that title was from. If if the whole musical is as funny as that one thing, then I... Oh, trust me, the movie is. But the movie does... it, It is a little bit of a... It's kind of like the kind of thing that pulls on your... It is funny, but it does pull on the heartstrings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's anything like the movie, I will say it's it's gonna it's actually gonna be a really good show. You know? Yeah. I kinda wanna go see it. 
I honestly don't think it's going to close just because everybody loved that performance. <laughs> I just love the audience participation. Anything with audience participation. If I go to the show and there's no audience participation, I will be severely disappointed. I will be so sad. I know. I hope that's like not just a Broadway hey, thing. Do, do you guys want to just like get tickets thing. to go see that? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Find That'd be amazing. It didn't win anything, anything, I don't think. I don't know how. That thing was hysterical. And also, but we should all get shirts that all, like, say Yiddish scat on it. <laughs> it didn't win anything, but I think no. if it hadn't been such, like, a tight competition, they definitely would have gotten something. Got something. The thing is, what they, they didn't but, come out with a Tony, but they came out with a very, very loved clip. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that performance that we watched so many times. Just watching, like, Lin-Manuel do Yiddish scat. The part where he's like sing playing a new <laughs> And then you see I forget who the other actor was, but as he but during the part where they're doing it and he's trying to say it, he looks at the person next to he's like, I don't know. <laughs> what makes me even funnier is when you're Jewish. True. True. You do have to point that out. Um, it's Jewish. The, the one thing that all old Jews are afraid of, stairs. <laughs> I forgot about that joke. Remember how we had the uh, um, no, no Hanukkah musicals? Yeah. Doesn't count, but that's still a Jewish musical now. Yeah, you got another well, Jewish musical. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go right ahead. Now I will mention one that doesn't have to do with, well, it has to do with a musical, but it wasn't anything that was nominated. So the next thing on my list is the Spring Awakening reunion performance. Meh. Meh. I'm not going to lie. I went to the bathroom during it. <laughs> I, I, I do feel that. Meh. I watched it after. Yeah. And like, meh. Meh. I, I do agree I, there. Skylar Aston was great. <laughs> yeah. But, and Leah Michelle. They were all great. Like, I love all those actors, but... I'm not sure what I was expecting, but somehow I was expecting more out of it. I was hopeful when they were like, oh, Spring Awakening, like the original cast. I was like, ooh, like most of my, most of my favorite people on the stage, excluding. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. My reaction was, why? I feel like. I do agree. Instead of that, they could have like, I don't know. I don't know. It's because that documentary came out recently on yeah. the original Spring Awakening. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the I only mean, reason they were doing it. That's all I can think of. I mean, they could have done, like, a scene from a play instead. Exactly. See, see, I want them to do that at the Tonys. I get we get all the musical performances, but can't we do, like, a little clip or a monologue from all the plays as well? Yes, the Tonys would probably be a whole hour longer, but still. They did that one year where, like, the director or the playwright or something came on stage and said, oh, this awesome. is a show about, like this and how these people deal with this and then just a scene or something have the woman who plays the fortune teller or something come up and do her monologue and then something like that from all the other I shows tell the future <laughs> but no one can be jen <laughs> but no one can be jen <laughs> everybody's future is in their face nothing easier i, I know like a quarter of it Okay, honey, I don't really remember half the stuff I've done either. So. I'll go into another one that doesn't have to do with a musical. And that is, let's see, which one should I do first? The Bernadette Peters performance. Oh, amazing. I cried. Same. Same. I, I love Bernadette. Um, one of my friends said, not Bernadette Peters making me ball. And I was like, I totally agree. And she was like, she was the best person to like. To give the, it was a tribute to Stephen Song. And as soon, as soon as she came on stage, I was like, children will listen, children will listen. And then she did. I know. <laughs> I love that song. I had a feeling it would either be children will listen or like, don't you know what's out there in the woods, which also would have made me like. <laughs> I mean, children will listen. Will make, it makes me cry anyway. Yeah, pretty much no matter who's singing it, but still. Having the original witch sing it. I think was just it was, it was just icing on top of the cake. Perfect. It was so good. And I remember I was like crying and my mom walked in. She's like, are you okay? 
And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Your tribute is already sad enough, but th- that song, even if it wasn't a tribute, would probably have made me cry. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, she's singing my favorite Broadway song, and it's a tribute from one of my favorite. <laughs> when when Amanda and I were in Into the Woods, um, whenever our friend sang Children Will Listen, I was like, she- oh. Marissa's making me cry again. Yes. <laughs> Marissa um, played the witch in our version. I feel like we can use names now. We've yeah, had- go ahead. They know who they are. They know who they are. As long as you're not insulting them or embarrassing the crap out of them. Marissa, please go right ahead. She, she's an incredibly nice person. I have nothing bad to say about Marissa. She's a complete no. sweetheart. Um, she has a very low alto voice. And every mm-hmm. single time she sang Children Will Listen, I was like, oh. She's making me cry. She's making me feel emotions. It was I legit, the opening night, because it was just the opening night, she yeah. started singing and I had to stop myself because I, ha- I had to be on stage. <laughs> Every single time. Because, like, the way that we staged it, Marissa would be at the front and I would be with my friend Mike, who played Jack, and Carly, would, who played Little Red, would be on my other side. Mm-hmm. And every single time, the three of us would just look at each other and we were like, we're not going to cry. <laughs> Not tonight. It almost works. It gives you a three of us during closing nights sob though. Oh, I remember. I remember. I think all of us started crying. All of us started crying, and then Marissa came backstage, and she was like, "Why the heck were you crying?" She's like, "Don't cry. It's okay." I remember. I think I remember Anthony. Anthony, who played the prince, he was Prince Charming. I was. I remember we were waiting in the wings together, and he saw me. He was like, "You good?" Oh God! I think um, Michaela, who played the stepsister, came up to me after, and she was like, "Jen, are you sure you're okay? You were like losing it on stage." It's like, I'm "Fine, don't worry." Um, that song just has that kind of power. And I will say, now that we've had the podcast for a while, we're probably going to be revealing more names and maybe where we went to college. But yeah, yeah. we're getting more comfortable with that kind of stuff. So. Amanda and I went on a tangent about how talented Marissa is. It's I mean, true, so very true. And also hey, on the Tonys, there are some performances that have really hit hard for me. Yeah. yeah. And this is going to reveal a little bit where I live. I don't really, okay. where I grew up, I really don't care. Yeah. Um, my, well, around where I grew up, mm-hmm. our, well, because it's going to really reveal where I live. It's okay. Um, the high school students... Yeah, performed on the Tonys, and for people who don't know, it was the kids from Douglas. That's the high school, like that's very close to where I used to live back when I was younger. Uh huh. And I was like, oh my god, because I was like, they gave them a chance to perform. I remember. I remember. That's another time that that I got choked up. I remember that was another time I got choked up because I do know I did know some of those kids. Yeah. So, oh my god. Because I live, I kind of still live in yeah. the same area, so uh, I still I would, uh-huh. kind of have seen those kids before, and I'm like, oh. And I also want to give Ben Platt and Lynn a hug because they did perform for the high school. True. I love Broadway. Broadway's so good. And I know, that really. just made me love Ben Platt and Lynn more. It's true. I can understand there. But after that happened, I was like, mm-hmm. that was another moment from the Tonys that made me cry. The Tonys make me sob at least once, usually, every year. At least once. And I remember when I, after that happened, we were, like, I was performing at a, at a professional theater. We were, like, did you see that our that our local high school performed? Just a record, I do live very close to that high school, but not, like, in the same town. But, yeah? Yeah. And we were, like, so excited for them. We were, like, go! <laughs> you know, rooting for your local high schoolers, you know? Well, yeah, why wouldn't you? Oh, sorry. I went on a tangent. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and if I want and that's also probably explains why in the last episode, one of the last episode we did, why I went on a tangent about gun safety. Sorry, well, guys. You have a, you have a right. Uh, the next one I'm going to mention, which reminded me, somehow reminded mm-hmm. me of that, is the performance by the Gay Men's Choir. Yes. Yes, I love that. Was I don't know what to say about it, but yes. Just I yes. think that's all that needs to be said is yes. It was very I good. Think we're Amazing. just going to add more to the list of things from the Tonys that have made us cry. <laughs> that and the, yeah, and that and Billy Porter's In the Memoriam. Yes, that's the thing I was going to mention next before I got back into the musicals. <gasps> Billy Porter in general. Can I, I mention something like almost kind of controversial about it, but like not. Go, con- go ahead. That's why we're here. It's, it's not about Billy Porter. 
I think he's very talented. So <laughs> Bob Saget was on Broadway. I don't know if either of you have seen this or not. Oh, yeah, I did. Played, he played the man in chair in the Jersey Chaperone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And John Stamos took to Twitter and he tweeted something like, Bob loved Broadway, and I don't understand why you would exclude him on the, like, memoriam for the Tonys. Like, I understand where he's coming from, but I also know that they have very limited spots to who they can put in for the memoriam. Exactly, and they usually do people that were, like, majorly involved. Even if it's behind the scenes, but, like, were there for years and years and didn't just do one or two shows. And, like, and that was it. They're, like lesser known people too because they could be like casting directors or producers or choreographers who like never won a tony or like but they've been there for years and years and years yeah ensemble members or scenic designers or stage managers or whoever it is like they don't technically have to be a celebrity No. no but they're people that have been in the community forever not just big celebrities that did one or two shows but their community was mainly tv and movies and hollywood not broadway and I understand, like, why he's feeling the way that he is, because, like, it was a very tragic accident what happened to Bob Saget. And, like, I can yeah. understand. But, like, at the same time, like, Stephen Sondheim was literally the backbone of Broadway for years and years. Exactly. Like, he's, he is a complete legend. Like, when you think Broadway, one of the first people I personally think of is Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim. Yeah. Exactly. Followed by... Schwartz, Kander, and Ed, like, big, big name. But, like, Bob Saget is probably not one of the people I think of right away, because after that, I think of, like, Full Lynch. House. Yes, exactly. You always think of Full House, not Broadway. Not, like, Broadway. So that's what I wanted to... I have a question. Yeah. I know, now that Steven Sondheim has died, are they going to give him his own theater? They should. It, I can't... I think they've talked about renaming one. Yeah. yeah, but they're also in the process of renaming like another right now for um, I believe a black actress or a black playwright. Yeah, but it can take like years for that to happen. So like, I have I have my idea of some theaters we could rename. I mean, I know they've been thinking about renaming the Brooke Atkinson Theater for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also do I, the Hirschfeld or the Hirschfeld. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> because not a lot of people know who Hirschfeld is I mean I know who he is but I yeah mean, no offense to him so that was good we were all sad usually that's how it works so we can go back to the actual musicals that were still up for stuff and we can now I'm gonna save the one that won for last even though it was not the last performance so by the time we get there you'll know what I'm talking about probably because but... the last performance was the best one yes sorry so we... not, not sorry <laughs> So we won't go there yet. So the next one would be Paradise Square, where the main actress won for lead actress in a musical, which she definitely should have. And then did they win? Completely deserved it. It completely deserved it. Yeah. I don't know if it won anything else. I think it was just nominated, but this was the only award that it got. I'm pretty sure this is the only thing it won, but she completely deserved it. I was crying. Completely. I... My parents and I looked at each other because um, I watched it after, and my mom was like, "How did she hold the note for so long?" And I was like, "Because she's that good, good, like, like that emotion." Is, she was crying, she was crying at the end. Cynthia Arrivo's face after she finished, she oh was God. so proud of her friend. It I was know. so. I think we were all doing that. We were all like, and I just loved it to begin with. I felt like. Good theater and almost like classical theater, but still exciting and interesting at the beginning with all the dancing and the. I got so into it, and then it turned into that emotion. Like I want to see this thing now. Yeah, we all need to go to New York, and Paradise Square is on that list. Yes, I need to see this. I need to see Paradise Square, and <laughs> oh my god, I don't know if like she was crying because she was like actually feeling the emotion of being at the Tonys, or like because I've had times where or I've if she can pull that off every night. <laughs> Yeah, because right. I've had times where I'm singing a song and I've gotten so swept up by the emotion, I did start crying. Yeah. Like, I know that can happen sometimes, where, you know, the emotion of the song can get to you sometimes, or, like, you can actually genuinely do it. But True. How did she sing with, with tears in her eyes? I know, and that note. 
I know. I know. Every I was the one comment I made is why does every song about burning make me sad? Every song about burning makes you sad. She sings burn and then I went directly back to Hamilton. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, the, that's the worst comment to make, but that's the worst comment I made when watching it. Why does every song about burn makes me cry? No, I get it. I've cried during singing burn too. I've cried during that too. <laughs> By myself, I'm just sobbing. In my car. In my car and in my room. And songs like that are but, always so emotional. But Paradise Square's album is now officially added to my um, Broadway playlist. Yeah, I gotta listen to more of it. Now that I've seen that, I haven't really dove in yet. Mm-hmm. I-, I think I'm gonna add it tonight, maybe. And I kind of want to find it and probably add something from it to my rep book. <laughs> that would be amazing. My poor rep book has gotten so many like new musical like things added to it recently. Yeah. And I'm like, Same! Well, so much is coming out now. It was so funny. I was, um, I'm auditioning for a local production of Beauty and the Beast soon. And um, yeah. I was recently going through my music notes and half the songs on there, I just looked at them and I went, why? Like, I want to listen to you sing Who You Met Again. Oh my god, that's, I don't know what I'm singing yet. It's between that and uh, Beauty and the Beast for my audience. Yeah. I have Honey, decided. please, please go for the wardrobe. I, yes. <laughs> I yes, am please. auditioning for the uh, wardrobe, Babette, a silly girl, and ensemble. So. Hey, if you get yes. Babette or a silly girl, you'll join me. Because <laughs> I've done those roles. I was the bookseller and a wolf and the footstool the first time I did the show. (laughs) How do you always end up playing animals, honey? I I know, really. Oh, I think that was the first animal I played was a wolf. And then I went to college four years later and I played a cow. And then in my last production, I'll just say the name of our school. Well, the footstool is technically a dog, too. Yeah, the footstool is technically a dog. That counts as an animal. Um, And then my last production at... Is it cool if I just say our college? Yeah, go right care. ahead. I... Um, my last production at Curry, as was stated, I played a mammoth. So <laughs> I my main stage debut was a cow, and my main my last main stage was a mammoth. It's okay, because so... it's okay, honey, because I keep getting typecast as moms. So don't... I feel that I mean, crazy I ladies think... and moms. I'm just like wondering yeah. why I get typecast as either the ingenue. Or an animal. <laughs> so so very different. So, so I'm either, and I'm always either the crazy lady or the mom. Yeah, exactly. I'm either the the older woman who's crazy or the mom. So I feel you. That's always me too. Or I die in the show. There's been a few shows where I just. <laughs> oh my god! Die. Same. Like I played Shelby in Steel Magnolias at my college, or not my college at my high school. I was gonna school. say. Um, not my college. Sorry, we were just talking about my college. Um, at my high school, and then there was like another show where I uh, where I died too, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> why am I dying? Almost, except for like the Disney shows. I think every show I've done, I either start off dead or I die sometime during the show. Oh no! When I played Milky White at Curry, I died. Yeah, you died. I was gonna say <laughs> the cow dies. And then it's not like stated like in the show like you don't see it happening but the mammoth died in skin of our teeth too <laughs> at the start of act two all of the mammoths are extinct <laughs> think about this guys every time i've done a show that isn't disney i'd also have died let's see or start off dead like i'm a ghost yeah <laughs> like it's just it's weird let's see um into the woods i started off dead <laughs> You did start off dead. Um, Shakespeare. Every Shakespeare show I've done, I have died during. <laughs> well, most people in Shakespeare Hamlet, died. So. Hamlet, Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> the 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 Scottish play. Oh my gosh! Tyson John kiss. Oh my goodness! Hamlet. <laughs> Speaking of people dying. Oh God! Here we go. The next show. That we want to talk about that all of us wish won and it went very, very last. So a lot of us thought that was the reason that it was going to make it win. Because it went at like the last second humanly possible. I was sitting there the entire time like, do we even have enough time for this show? Is We always do. So true. Is 
Six, the musical. Death because lots Whoa! of people got beheaded. I'm I'm sorry, Amanda. Six. Six won for uh, best original score. They won a lot, actually. They won original score costumes. Uh, yeah, costumes, and I think that was it. Yep. What are you sorry for, Jen? What are you sorry for, Jen? I said I don't think you missed a show, Taylor. Um, no, I no, I missed one of some of the revivals. <laughs> um, I love six. I think a strange loop deserves its win. I know. <laughs> but I will say I know. that their performance was freaking incredible. Yes. So I would good. never take it away. I would never take Strange Loops win away because they are fantastic. But I will say that Six totally deserves the awards it got. I mean, the score oh, yeah. is phenomenal and the costumes are gorgeous. Chef's kiss. I will say I wish they won more awards. <laughs> yes but yes definitely yeah i can admit it's not perfect it, it's not but everybody who was in it it's fantastic so. and i'm not gonna lie even though how much i love six i do yeah. feel like strange loop and paradise square were the I'm ones surprised that were paradise it. square didn't win strange loop if we want to go into that one next but i'll save that because i did forget one performance is yes. uh the company performance oh yeah I'm not gonna lie. I love Company. I love Company. company. I wish they would have chose a different song, though. I know they picked like the such no. obvious choice. Couldn't they have done like the wedding song? Well, and I would have loved it because they changed Amy to Jamie to make it like a gay couple. Um, oh yeah, true. But like Company, like I was in Company. I played Susan at um, a local community theater, which mm-hmm. I will not release the name of. Company. Because- then you will know around where I live. Um, <laughs> Susan was one of my most favorite roles. But uh, there's so many good songs in company. Like, you could have done Have I Got a Girl for You, Not Getting Married Today, Poor Baby, like, Ladies mm-hmm. Who Lunch. like Oh, Ladies Who Lunch, I love that. Such, such good songs. Sorry for this quick interruption. And hi from the editing suite, a.k.a. my living room. I've just popped in to say, sadly, for the rest of this podcast, Jen's audio did get distorted. I have done my best to piece together mine and Amanda's conversation. So if anything sounds confusing, like there's something being missing a little out of place, that is why, and I'm terribly sorry. I hope you do stick around, though, because we still have to talk about the winner of the Tonys. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sorry for the mishap. And let's bring on the rest of the podcast. But I think it's also one of the only shows where you get the entire cast in it. True. That's the one thing I loved about it. I, I don't know what it was, but I feel like this version of it was very eye-catching. Yes. How do you guys feel about Patti Lapone winning? Oh, yeah, true. She won for... Honestly, though, she deserved it because she is... Patti Lapone. Yeah, because Matt uh, won for Company and yes. then Patti Lapone won for Company. Both the featured performances from a musical or from company company did one best revival of a musical which i definitely agree with yes yeah because it was either music man company or caroline or change yeah because that's the thing that was one of the ones where i was so on the fence because i love both caroline and change and company i love both of those shows yeah and that's what i was on the fence for because i was like don't make me choose they're both really good yeah, company was winning because everyone was like, oh my god, they're changing the genders. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's freaking no. amazing. But that made it stand out, I think. And I do find, though, that that show was also, I feel like, isn't it like, you know, it was the last time, like, a Steven Sondheim, like, he had a, a hand in a show? I think, yeah. Like, before he died. So that's also probably another factor into it. I'm sorry. And they did excellent. I would never take away from those people's performances. But I also feel like that could have also had a factor in it. Possibly. Very, very possibly. Because they probably wanted to honor his last hurrah. Yeah. Uh, We're in the theater world. Hurrah! Strange Loop won the entire thing. If no one knows what Strange Loop is, I think it is one of the most creative plays out at this time. It is about a black queer man writing a musical about a black queer man writing a musical, about a black queer man writing a musical, so on and so forth forever in time. And he is the usher for The Lion King, and his name is Usher. If you don't know the show, 
there's not really characters in it. It's him, Usher, and all of his, his thoughts. His personal thoughts, yeah. Kind of like inside out. I mean, they're all male except for the transgender woman. Yes. Because they're all his thoughts, yes. I could talk about that musical for a while because when I found it for the first time, listening to it before the Tonys, it kind of shocked me because the first song I heard, what was it about? It was one of the songs that, like, the language is very for modern and for the musical, and, like, it stands out. Like, I'll say it, but I'm not going to say it. Like, the N-word is used in that musical by black people, so it's perfectly okay, and stuff like that. And I was just like, what am I listening to? But at the same time, it's so entertaining and funny, and it was uh, Tyler Perry Can't Write or something. That was the first song that I listened to, and... I was at work with all my African-American co-workers, and they were just laughing freaking hysterically the entire time. The one thing is that all I was kind of thinking, besides the performance was really good for a strange loop, all I could think about was his hat looks uncomfortable. It, it, it did. Because he's like wearing a cl- classic Usher Yeah, but outfit. the string was making me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, and then they won for best writing of a musical as well. He'd been writing the musical... Uh, for 40 years. He said he started writing the musical when he was uh, Usher's age, and now he's 43. And I loved his outfit. He was wearing like a pink cape jacket thingy. He looked like a giant kimono. I loved it so much. I'm sorry, but I don't know if this sounds wrong, but it kind of reminded me of kimono meets like a puffy jacket. (laughs) That's not, not in a bad way. No, Not the outfits I loved of the people that won were his, and then the costume designers from Six. Yes! Yeah, Six won best costumes for obvious reasons. Also, can I point out that the people who did Six, they wrote that when they were in college. They're our age. Oh my god. The people who wrote it. Toby Marlowe and I forgot the other one. So they're my age. Think about that. What am I doing with my life? That, that's how this all makes me feel. You know what? But the other app, the person who didn't get his thing done until 48, it gives me hope. <laughs> True. He he put in the time and he wrote that and it's out there. And it's wonderful representation. The only thing is like my thing has already technically been written. So I feel bad. No. But you know what? There are some shows out there where it does take a long time. Exactly. You know, you have to workshop things and you have to make sure that things are completely right before you let it go. Like, exactly. you know. And that one, it was worth it. What I like about it is so many musicals nowadays or biography musicals or based off of movies or based off of history or based off of something. This was, yeah, kind of based off his own life, but at the same time, it was something entertaining, unique, original out of nowhere. Kind of like another Avenue Q kind of situation mixed with other things. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. It's the, one of those stories that you don't hear about, you know? It's always good to finally hear a story that you're not going to always hear about, you know? Exactly, and be honest and truthful about it while still entertaining and And raw, and like, you know, raw. I love shows where they go raw. That can sound so wrong. But I mean, like, emotionally raw. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. And finally, I was just like, a unique musical. Everything is based off of something nowadays. Yes. Musicals based off of things are good. But But you know what? Sometimes things based on music, like musicals based on something. I'm sorry, but there is no real, like, most of the time there is no 100% unique thing. Well, yeah, true. But everything has, like, something based in something. True. It's mainly most of them have been based on movies or, like, one certain person's life like Michael Jackson nowadays. So the based on it thing really stands out. I also love musicals where they take something that is something that's well known and then yeah. turn it on its head. True. See, I like that. That we really, really haven't had Hades as much. Hades Town. Well, yes. See that? I loved Hades Town last year or whenever that was two years ago. No. Yeah. But I have to say, though, I am so happy. That we are getting so much more representation. Oh my god. I know, exactly. I think and also I remember, I think it was James Earl Jones who's getting his own theater. Oh wow. I think that's the person who's getting his own theater. Yeah. I I think I remember it was James Earl Jones. And that man is motherfucking Mufasa and Darth Vader. He deserves it. <laughs> so true. 
And I, you know, another person I think deserves their own theater. Mm-hmm. I want Julie Andrews to get her own theater. Yes. Rename the theater she did Camelot in to the Julie Andrews Theater. Please. Please. <laughs> I have a list of people who deserve their own theaters or at least get their own soundstage. True. Someone needs to give Betty White her own soundstage now. <laughs> yes, queen. I don't know why I just called her a queen. Because she has won. She is a queen. Because Julie Andrews does have her own soundstage. It's the one that she filmed Mary Poppins on. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? This is a musical theater, not film. Yeah, musical theater. Back to things that make me feel like I failed at life. The people from Six were on Best Original Score for music and lyrics, and they wrote it when they were in college. When we were when we were too busy effing around with vo- vodka. <laughs> <laughs> they Tell were writing I'm the wrong. Best Original Score for a musical. We were getting drunk to Deadpool. Hey, we were we were into some theater. We were sitting in we a were room all twenty two and up. Okay, we were all twenty two and up. We were all twenty two and up. Okay, I'm gonna make that point. We were all twenty two and up at the time, or like twenty one and up. But you yeah, know, I was, 21, was still but... twenty one. But I, I remember that brings me back to that night with Deadpool and all seven of us were in our. <laughs> <laughs> but I also remember like. You know, but it's so hard to believe that, like, while we were doing that, they were writing a bad musical. They are very talented. Okay, you, no one can live up to them. Not just us. No one. Like, you know who makes me really feel untalented? The kids who the kids who were on Broadway. Yes. Yes. I'm sitting here on my butt criticizing them while I'm eating potato chips. <laughs> Also, did you all see that Matilda the Musical is getting a Netflix thing? Yes. Yes. I'm so hyped. I know, really. And I am so happy that Evan Thompson is playing the Trunchbull. <laughs> I forgot about that. I did see that the other day. I mean, it was originally going to be Ralph Fiennes, but I'll, I'll take Evan Thompson. Definitely. I mean, I really kind of wanted to see Voldemort as the Trunchbull, but... But, uh, we're getting somewhere y'all you have no idea how hyped i am <laughs> y'all have no idea <laughs> so one performance i didn't mention was just the very last performance with our host on the in uh everywhere on youtube because i reminded myself of it they talk about how she went into the audience and ended up sitting in get andrew garfield's lap but yes <laughs> You know, the part where she just was singing to Andrew. I'm sorry, but Andrew Garfield's a character. I'm sorry, but I, know, I freaking really, love him. Because there's the closing performance, and we completely missed her intermission performance, as she called it. Or her mid. No, but does do anyone know yeah. about the time where Andrew Garfield and Ryan Reynolds played a prank during the Oscars one year? I think I remember, but I don't exactly remember what it was. Basically, him and Ryan Reynolds decided that if Ryan was going to win... Because he was like nominated for best actor, that instead of uh-huh. kissing Blake Lively, he was going to kiss Andrew Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it in the background. You just see it in the background. I dare you guys to yes. look it up. No, no, I remember that. I, I do remember that. I love Andrew Garfield just for that reason. Award shows, my God. Oh, I love Andrew Garfield. He could be my husband. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't he? No. Going to the Tonys and stuff like that. He's very well rounded. And he's a Spider-Man. So so true as well. All the Spider-Men have been in musicals. Think about that. You're right. You're so right. Tom Holland was was a Billy was a Billy Elliot. Yes, I know. I always I don't I forgot about that. And and Words. yeah, and you know what's actually kind of funny that I didn't know about Tom Holland uh-huh. is that he was you know that in the British dub of Secret World of Arietti, he's the boy. Oh wow. Yeah, the sick one. <laughs> you shouldn't be laughing at that, but there, there isn't really much option with the boy. But yeah, no, true. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Sorry, uh, Tom Holland uh, tangent. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. We kind of ran out of things to say about the Tonys. But the thing about the Tonys, though, is that it, they are either so- that sounded very Scottish. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just have been Scottish for ten seconds. <laughs> This is not Brigadoon. But it's Brigadoon's amazing. Yes, it is. I was in it at one point. But wrong musical. 
It's not nominated this year. Okay, where were you going with your thoughts? <laughs> that they're, they're either a hit or a miss a lot of the times. Yes. Also, what, also, I've been inside that theater. Yeah. It's a lot bigger than it looks. I can imagine, because once uh, they pointed to the balcony when they were trying to get everyone to do Yiddish, I was just like, <laughs> whoa, we go all the way up there. <laughs> you know, um, when I was there, I actually, we were in the booth, mm-hmm. and... From the booth, you could imagine. <laughs> now, I don't want to know what it's like, like, running the Tonys. Oh, my God. I could not imagine. Just all the lighting cues and, like, they have to get all those sets set up. And I think that's mm-hmm. one reason uh, Six went last, because they could just completely clear the stage and be like, okay, good. They just need to put the band on. Exactly. But like, one easy, thing, though, is done. that... Does anyone ever notice about that stage? Is that with the way that the proscenium is built, it's supposed to look like a sun? You're right. I didn't notice that, but now that you pointed it out. I was told that by the main stage manager of that theater. Oh, wow. I've been, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, is that kind of bragging that I've done that? No, not at all. That's interesting. And that theater is mainly used for the Tonys and the yeah. rock, Rockettes. Yes. Yeah, so, I have gone there for the Rockettes. I went there sure. for the Rockettes. Yeah, I'm And then we also did a backstage tour because we were bored that day. But um <laughs> but yeah, no, that theater is massive. Like y'all don't get it. Well, that's where you have the Tony's there. I was laughing because no one in the audience is wearing a mask except for the people in the balcony. And I'm like, you're all the way in the balcony. Why does it matter? <laughs> it's okay, Hugh Jackman spread it. <laughs> well, the people in the balcony were safe. They, they were too high to breathe his air. <laughs> well, they had their masks on, so. And they were too high to breathe his air. <laughs> I always wondered, like, how do you get invited to the Tonys? Yeah, you either, because if you're not a presenter and you're not performing. Or you're not a family member, you can buy tickets? How much is it? Probably a lot. Hey, guys, make us, make us big enough so we can get a press pass. <laughs> y'all make us big enough and you're probably all the way up in the balcony with your mask on hiding you still have to pay that ten thousand dollars most likely you have to pay your firstborn child pretty much and that's for the high high balcony where you can't even see and anything, probably. the deed to your house most likely but that's because you have like lynn and garfield and Samuel, all in the audience. Anyone who's gone, what does Lynn smell like? <laughs> I just can't get over ever. I just can't get over Lynn doing the Yiddish. I can't. I will never get over the Yiddish stuff. <laughs> that is the one thing. As much as I love the other performances and they deserve to win, I will never forget that one performance. Never. Can so, Can you can you insert a sound bit of them doing it? Yes. I've been trying to do it, but I can't pull it off. <laughs> I can teach you guys some Yiddish if you'd like. <laughs> Give us one. We have three more minutes, and then I will close this okay, out. Okay, I, I know some cursing. Give us one or two curses in okay. Yiddish to end us out. First one, not really a curse, but it's kind of rude. So say Gayavik. 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 It means go away. <laughs> now, a- now say this. Drek. Drek. That's shit. <laughs> and Shrek is scary. <laughs> and then everyone's repeat after me. Gay. Gay. Cockin. Cockin. Often yum. Often yum. That means go take a shit in the ocean. <laughs> you learn something new every day. And think, think my, you know, it's funny though. What makes it way funnier is that my great grandparents spoke Yiddish fluently. <laughs> oh my God. Can they scat in Yiddish? I don't know. They're dead. <laughs> They've been dead since they've been done since the like seventies. That's even worse. Oh goodness. You're welcome. And yeah. 
Someone please insert Samuel L. Jackson doing the scat. Yes. Just right here before everyone goes, listen to the scat. And and thank you. You're welcome for learning some Yiddish from me. Listen to it. And now that you are done listening to it and are back. And Oive is basically saying, oh shit. Well, Oive, Dejavec, if I'm saying it right, go away. <laughs> and good night. I hope you enjoyed the tardies, everybody. Dejavec. Bye. Bye. Musical theater. The good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs>